Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sign Nation, welcome to the show here on another Friday afternoon. Hope you are enjoying the madness of March. But real fast before we jump into it, some show notes if you're looking for wrestling. There's a lot happening in the next couple of days. Tonight, WCW in Indianapolis, Indiana, as usual. Action Wrestling in Tyrone, Georgia. PWAS in Brownstown, Michigan. HCW in Woodburg, Tennessee. And KHCW in Paris, Texas today. Tomorrow night, Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana. PPW in Bedford, Indiana. Rocky Mountain Pro in Denver, Colorado. SWE in Canton, Texas. CSW in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Primos Pro Wrestling in Denver, Colorado. DCW in Gadsden, Alabama. Metroplex in Bedford, Texas. TKW in Taylor, Michigan. NSPW in Hanesville, Alabama. RCCW in Hazel Green, Alabama. RPW in Orlando, Florida. IWE in Augusta, Georgia. 3W Wrestling in Skowhagen, Maine. CCW in Charleston, Missouri. MPW in Omaha, Nebraska. PWX in Rock Hills, South Carolina. FPW in Spencer, Wisconsin. And CWL in Waynesboro, Mississippi tomorrow. Without any further ado, though, I want to welcome our guest back to the program. It's been a while, but he is back with us. Diafula the Butcher Debashi, welcome back. Thanks for taking time to be here with us. my brother. First of all, Sign Guy, I want to say we have a love-hate relationship. You know, I'm still pissed off a couple of things he did to me in the ring. But, but, but that's another story. I want to say, you know, um, I've been doing, you know, my podcast, and I want to say thank you for uh, getting me wet behind my ears. You know, it was good. Like, shoot, it's been a while, probably over five years ago. You had me do a trial run on, on on your platform, and then I eventually got mine. So I just want to say thank you for introducing me to the podcast world. Our pleasure. And since you brought up Lyrical Spit, I know that you have had a few variations of your podcast. You are now doing Lyrical Spit. It seems to be going fairly well. What can you tell us about how things are going with lyrical spit. Well, you know, originally, you know, I just wanted to do it on wrestling, but there's so many wrestling, you know, podcasts out there, and I wanted to do something a little different. And and you know me, you know, people say I'm crazy and a lunatic in the ring, and, and some may even say I'm crazy and lunatic outside of the ring, and especially during the pandemic. Okay, well, I, I, I changed the word to lyrical spit. I actually got it trademarked, uh, lyrical spit, and I kind of did a wanted to do kind of a Casey Kasem type format. Format, um, you know, talk about wrestling, um, have talk about current events, have guests on, and and play unsigned music talent, and so that's how I be, did lyrical spit. But uh, since I had a lot of time, and it takes time you know, to do shows like that, you know, talk to the artists and, you know, get permission to use their music. So, and I wanted to do quality shows. So in the meantime, in between those, I decided to do daily spits because, you know, the last year or two, you know, there's been so much negativity out there. I said, you know, I want to give some positive quotes 
each day and um, get some positive quote, quotes each day. And, and, you know, maybe throw in some music or, you know, a couple minute you know, variety things and call it daily spit. And you know what? By doing that, spreading some peace and harmony actually calms this savage beast. So I'm not always wacko when people like you do shenanigans to me, you know, like in the ring or even in everyday life. Understood. Now speaking of and and you can go to the do shenanigans to, to you in the ring. You were scheduled here a couple of months ago, but we found out you were injured. There were all sorts of rumors swirling around that old thumbs up Lance Dean may have done something to you and caused you an injury. Tell us what happened and how involved was thumbs up Lance Dean in this. Unfortunately, it's pretty, uh, I can't really, you know, we talked before the show, I can't get really into it too much, but I wish he had something involved and we could wrestle and make some money out of it, but I pretty much stepped in a hole and it, yeah, stepped in a hole and, uh, and went to fall one way and I felt my ankle about to snap and I switched my body and, and uh end up tearing the tendons in my in my left ankle but yeah so i was my own i was my 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 nemesis i was my own it was my own doing so do you think that lance dean had something to do with having that hole in the ground do you think he planted the hole knowing you would eventually find your way and step in said hole you know what? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. And 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 oh, real quick, you know, I'm jumping around. Lyricalspit.com. Get all my links and all the shows and all that. And as for Lance Dean, who knows? It, if it comes out, maybe someone had a hidden video, and and it comes out, and someone and and that he dug a hole, and 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 you know, you never know, especially in the wrestling world and. The, That is very, very true. Another big thing that you have been working on in the last several months, uh, something you announced on your social media last year in 2020, you were considering a run at the office of mayor in Tacoma, Washington. You had put out there that you would be interested. In the month since then, have you still been considering a run for public office? Actually, yes. Uh, I could give you a, a quick story a lot of people don't know. Uh, back in, oh, I don't remember. It was back in the 90s. You know, we had family grocery stores. We even had a diner, you know, and I was promoting wrestling back in the day. And what happened was, I was going to college, and um, I told someone uh, we had we had our mayor, Tacoma mayor. It was Mayor Hyde, and I don't even remember how the conversation went. And I said, you know what? If he ever passed away, I would run for mayor. And you know what? I mean, he was overweight, you know, and I heard he was a nice guy, nothing, but. Um, I heard he, you know, he died of a heart attack. I was like, whoa, is this a sign? So I went in, and, and they didn't hold elections, and I was pretty, you know, we our name is pretty big in the Tacoma area, and, uh, and you know, I was going to the clubs and stuff, and a lot of people said they would vote for me, but anyways, they were just going to appoint the mayor. So I went in, filed my paperwork, and, add a, and, and my mom still has the newspaper article somewhere. And out of about 25 to 35 people that applied, I made the top three. And it said uh, family business owner, professional wrestler promoter, Dayfla Dabashi, you know, it had my name and it said that. And I made the top last, you know, the final three, but I didn't get it. So with all a lot of stuff going on and, and, and the local, you know, local scene, I, I, I know there's a lot of stuff that needs to be touched on, like, you know, human sex trafficking, the youth, 
the homelessness, and there's a lot of issues I want to hit. So I said, you know what? I, I was really considering, and I still am. And uh, I don't know when the deadline is, but yeah, you might be seeing me running for office. Now, if you get into the mayorship, I'm sure you're going to be hearing from promoters all over the state of Washington on if you can clean up the athletic commission and restrict some of the regulations that have been hampering professional wrestling at the independent level. Has that crossed your mind as something you would definitely do if you were in the mayoral ship, or is that something that you've not really considered to this point? Well, you know my love for this sport, and that that's funny you said that, because when I first ran, without going on the long rant, um, you already know um, the athletic commission was really, really corrupt. I mean, uh, I won't say his name, but I even had someone on the board say, uh, I was like, 21, I was the youngest promoter, and, you know, I had, like, Michelle Starr, Playboy Buddy Rose, Edmund Nagmare, Cowboy Lane, me, my man. I had a lot of, you know, Buddy Wayne, uh, Johnny Graham, Kenny Roberts, you know, I had a good roster, and um, uh, Sandy Barr, I never really met him, and he was my enemy, and there was no, re- when I first promoted there was no wrestling in Tacoma in the area it just been dry for years and years and then when I ran and drew a sold-out crowd the first show you know of course he wanted to come down here and then he start telling Buddy Rose and then you wrestle for DeVos you can't wrestle for me and they pretty much said you know hey screw you're not going to tell me you know where we're going to run so they pretty much had the commissioner's hands greased and I made the magazines, and I fought them. And, and Buddy Rose, Moondog Moretti, Buddy, Buddy Wayne even actually uh, came to the hearing with me. Mike Rogers did. And so, yeah, I have a soft spot on the com- The commission's cleaned up, you know. Um, they're not corrupt like they used to be, but uh, the policies I don't agree with. And, yes, uh, uh they do need to be cleaned up, and yeah, I would. I'd be more than happy to do whatever I can, especially in the Tacoma area. Um, whatever I could do, you know. Understood. Anyone that follows you on social media over the last year and a half to two years. They know that one of your all-time favorite television characters is Welcome Back Cotter's Juan Epstein. You're always posting about Epstein, Epstein, Epstein. What was it about the half-Puerto Rican, half-Jewish character on the Sweat Hogs from Welcome Back Cotter that drew so much interest for you? Well, that was the wrong Epstein, and and... My whole thing, without getting too political, well, this is beyond political. I'm a big advocate for human sex trafficking. And everyone, you know, and majority the people believe that Epstein didn't kill us, like myself. But that being said, all this human sex trafficking is being swept under the, you know, under the table. Same with, you know, you don't hear too much about, you know, Maxwell, you know, now that she's portraying, she's innocent. I mean, I had um, Candace Parrott on. She's one of the head uh, on the board of the human, National Human Sex Trafficking. I had her on my podcast, and I'm I'm getting ready to work do work with her on some stuff um, to promote it. Matter of fact, you know, do you know what's the busiest day of human sex trafficking? What time of year? I would guess probably the spring. Nope, Super Bowl Sunday. Super uh, Bowl. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it happened. I don't think this year because you know the COVID thing or last year. I mean, but human the human sex trafficking is is the 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 most busiest time of year. Believe it or not, is Super Bowl Sunday. So I'm a big advocate with that. I mean, just look at the borders now. You know. 
uh, with all the, the, the people, you know, trying to, you know, ram across the borders and hordes of people, a lot of them are, you know, kids without their parents and stuff. And, and, you know, and I don't know what the word I'm trying to say, but it, it's, it, it's getting worse. Human sex trafficking is getting worse instead of getting better now. And so that's why, that's why I say, go back to the question. That's why I always say Epstein didn't kill himself and throw those memes because every time or more and more I, I say Epstein don't kill himself and, and didn't hammer that and hammer that on social media that still keeps his human sex trafficking, you know, people be aware of it. It, it. it won't let it die. So that's why I do that, to keep the awareness of human sex trafficking. To be the winner, if there was a match that could take place through time and space, if you pitted the four original sweat hogs, Juan Epstein, Arnold Horshack, Boom Boom Washington, and Vinnie Barbarino, put them in a steel cage against the original four horsemen, Rick Flair, Tolly Blanchard, Ole Anderson, and Arn Anderson. Who do you think would come out victorious in that? Of course the horsemen, but if I was booking it, I'd say wanted, I mean, I would say Horshack. Think Horshack gets the victory for his team? Yep. All right. But in the real world, but in the real world, it'd be the horsemen. I could definitely see that. Now, right before things in the world itself got really crazy and travel restrictions popped up due to the pandemic and so forth, there was a promotion in Qatar called Qatar Pro Wrestling, and they were picking up a lot of steam. They were uh, affiliated at some level with Impact Wrestling. They used a lot of Impact Wrestling talent on their shows. It looked like they were training guys from the ground up there in Qatar to fill out the cards. Can you tell us what you know about the pro wrestling scene in Qatar, which is pretty close to Yemen? Well, to tell you the truth, I know you kind of asked about it with me before, and I talked to my cousin. tell you the truth, I really don't know too much about it. All I know that they got some good money backers. They got a lot of money going over there. I mean, if especially if you're a citizen, you're 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 well you're well set, you know, with the you know oil money. But uh, yeah, I don't really know too much about it. Tell you the truth. Now, obviously, you you travel back to Yemen from time to time to visit family and so forth. Are you going to look into the wrestling there in Qatar for when you go back so you can wrestle in that region of the country, or is it something that wouldn't necessarily interest you on one of those trips? Well, you know, it wouldn't – it don't really interest me. If I ever wrestle in the Middle East, I really would love to try to get something going on in Yemen, but right now it's – there's a genocide going there right now. Um, I have, you know, especially in Sanaa, in the capital, you know, we have family has buildings there and stuff. It's kind of under control, but it's kind of like the wild, wild west right now. And then in the village in Hajjaj, you know, they're, they're pretty much, their clans kind of police your, yourself. And my family there huge they're pretty much safe because they live like on a hill so if you're you know and so it's pretty well they're at they're pretty safe but if heaven forbids anyone ever try to go after them they're gonna the people are gonna have to fight uphill but my my, my dream would uh wrestle in yemen in front of friends and family well you never know i mean Adnan LKC was able to bring pro wrestling to Iraq in front of 100,000 people with no prior wrestling at all there. Now, obviously, Qatar has opened up. 
Saudi Arabia pre-pandemic was getting regular shows in country by WWE. So the Middle East seems to be something of a hotbed for pro wrestling. So I don't see why there's any reason you couldn't bring pro wrestling to Yemen. Well, like I said, safety. Like I said, there's a genocide there right right now. And the media is not well, covering it. Today, but, yeah. you know, just in general. Well, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. But it would be nice. Now, speaking of Yemen, I recently read a book called Where the Wild Coffee Grows. And in this book, <laughs> it explored the history of coffee, uh, how it was discovered, how it uh, came to be a traded commodity, the cultivation of it. In this book, it said that the Yemenian people often claimed to have discovered coffee, but the book gave a theory that traders from Yemen went into the Karaf area in what is modern-day Ethiopia, saw that coffee was being drank, and then illegally took some coffee seeds into Yemen, and they were able to figure out how to tend to the seeds and cultivate them and then get their own coffee bushes growing in Yemen. I know that you enjoy Yemeni coffee, but how in-depth do you go in researching the history and the cultivation of coffee there in Yemen? Well, um, I'm trying to remember what my grandma had told me. There were there 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 was a story in Ethiopia. Um, I, I'm trying to remember it, so I might be a little off. Um, you know, uh, a guy, one of the guys, I forgot his name, uh, probably like in the 13th century or whatever. You know, noticed his goats was, um, you know, were really energized, and come to find out, these goats were eating these red like berry types substance like the coffee beans so then from there they you know I guess made into coffee or whatnot and from and then what happened was um, one of the monks got a, a hold of it or a width of it and you know gave it to people whatever you know the monks in the parish or wherever you call it and um then the word got around. The thing is, you know, there's an always there's a debate: Ethiopia or Yemen, Ethiopian and Yemen. So, um, the uh, see, um, okay, I'm just trying to remember. Basically, um, the first cup of coffee, I would say both Yemen and Ethiopia. Um, the 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 first best cup of coffee is Yemen. Uh, Yemen was the first country I was told that they were the first ones to cultivate it, and because of the rich soil and and and, and you know in the environment of there, it, it made you know the best coffee. And how mocha came around? The mocha is from the port over there, and that's. And that's where they were transferred back and forth. So that's how the coffee mocha was named. It has nothing to do with chocolate or anything like that. And 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 then they, what the Yemen people would do too, uh, how it got popular, you know, with inner, you know, being so energized and giving them energy, a lot of them would would uh, you know drink it so they could stay up late at night and worship. Very so very say, interesting. All right. Yeah, so, so you know, people, there's always an argument. I even t- looked into it and talked to a couple people. You know, so we're the first, I, and as a matter of fact, well, when I used to work for a coffee company, worked on machines, we had to take a whole history of coffee. And they even said, it, when they were teaching us that coffee originated from Yemen. But then when I talked to a lot of, you know, old school people, a lot of them said Yemen, but then some said that, 
it was discovered in Ethiopia, but then Yemen was the first people to uh, cultivate it and made it what it was today and made you know made it famous and to this day they have the best coffee in the world just because the it's you know the soil and you know and you know what i'm saying the best land to cultivate it in hopefully i will get to sample some yemenian coffee at some point ethiopian coffee not a bad coffee now, Ethiopia I also. Guy, but I, but I promised Sangha. I was at, recently at a Yemeni wedding in Tacoma. It was kind of small because we only could have like 50 people there. But I talked to my cousin, and, and he he's going to look some. He's pretty sure he can find some in Oakland, California, because that's a highly populated Yemen, you know, probably the second biggest uh, besides Dearborn, Michigan. Um, and. I told him, yeah, he's going to – so I'll, I'll get some. I, I'm working on a sign, guy. Well, I appreciate that. Now, Ethiopia, for the people not familiar with uh, global geography, is extremely close to Yemen. That's why there was the discouraging uh, theories on coffee. Have you ever considered – wrestling in Ethiopia, which is right across the water from Yemen. What? Do what? Have you ever considered wrestling in Ethiopia, which is right across the water there from Yemen? Fairly close. Oh, hey. Hey, if they, if they, hey, if they want to, you know, show me the money, I'm a professional wrestler, not a voluntary wrestler. So, you know, Hey, if they want to pay my, I'm, I'm, I would love to wrestle there. All right, so yet another country. We'll have to see if we can get pro wrestling for, so we can visit. And at this point, we have a game on the show we like to play. You have done this game before. We call it word association. <laughs> I'll throw out the names of some people that you have come across in your career. The first word or two that pops to mind is the answer. Are you ready for some more word association? Yes, sir. Here we go. Randy Zellers. Great guy. Casey Carlisle. Sexy. Kevin Sullivan. A great friend, great mentor, and a great brain to pick. Christopher Isaac. We are the longest reigning CPW Tag Team Champions. And he has probably the one of the greatest ass in the business. Inside joke. Awesome. I see what you did there. Hoff Toll. Wrestlers of mass destruction. Chief Atakulakula. My best friend in the business. We die for each other. Aaron Bolo. Bruce Lee, just because every time, great guy, and every time I, I, I think about him, I think of him about Bolo on Bruce Lee on Enter the Dragon or Return of the Dragon, one of the two. MJ Payne. Say that again? MJ Payne. Mary Jane Payne? Yes. Yeah. Firecracker. Sideshow. <laughs> oh, let me think. The sexiest smile in the business. Davy Richards. <laughs> Pitbull. Mike Santiago. 
What did you say, Mike Santiago? Heat magnet. Heat magnet. Buddy Rose. One of the greatest of all time. Dick the Bruiser Jr. Potato. No last name. Gorgeous Michelle Star. Great guy, workhorse. The reason I call him a workhorse when I promoted one time or in, in Tacoma. Uh, one of my first shows, he wrestled three times, and he worked his ass off. Great guy. Well, at this point in time, QT Vokes is standing by. I know QT has questions, so if that help you as I pass things along to him. Well, well, thank you, Sign Guy. Hello, uh, Fola. Yes. Oh, do you have any pies? Uh, yeah, I I do have some pies, yes, and they're not stale. I'm 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 looking for some hair pies. Hair pies? What is a hair pie? Bearded clams. Is it a is it a pie with a strategically uh, placed hair? That's that's what I'm asking. Uh, I guess some guy could explain it to you. Oh, okay. Because I, I'm a pretty, uh, how would you say, uh, nonchalant? No, that's not the word. I'm pretty ignorant about this subject of hairs oh, and okay. pies. I've lived a very sheltered <laughs> life. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Well, Diafola, I'd like to extend Sign Guy's word association. Are you ready for an expanded round of uh, word association? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Douglas, Douglas Rockefeller. Buster Douglas. Oh, Buster Douglas. Wow, that's very good. Okay. Very good answer. All right. Uh, Exile. Monster. Monster. Okay. And the last one, Lila Lodge. Toilet paper. Hmm, okay. All right. Well, you did very well. There was no wrong, right or wrong answers. Uh, um, now, Diafula, when we last interviewed you on the show, I had just been to the Washington State Track and Field Championships for high school on the Tacoma High School campus and their famous totem pole. My question is, you did you know Mount that Tahoma? Jim? You're talking about uh, Mount Tahoma. You're yes. talking about Mount Tahoma. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Did you know that Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Nightheart once held the California state record in the shot put? No, but now I do. Thank you. Yes. Yes, he, he, he got it out there near 60, uh, 66 feet. Back in 1965. Wow! Wow! That's and one of your uh, one of your alumni of um, in 1979 for Mount Tahoma High School threw the shot put uh, like 69 and a half feet, and his last name was Goldsmith. Goldsmith. Okay. Matter of fact, my now, son's going to Mount Tahoma right now. Oh, hey! How I, that last time I talked to you, it was it was outside of uh, it was in Bremerton, and I asked how his soccer was going. Yes. Well, he he he's, he's doing Taekwondo now, and uh, yeah, so he's been doing that, and he's going to Mount Tahoma, taking on the legacy. Wow, all right. Now, what is his favorite subject in high school? Oh, gosh, his favorite subject. 
Probably right now. Well, I know he took drama last semester or last year. This sem- this semester probably P World English or World one of his AP classes probably. Could, yeah. Okay. Now, seeing that your son has gone out for drama in high school, have you yourself introduced him to one of the most iconic uh, comedy movies that was made in America, Porky's? No. Porky's. No, but I introduced him to 16 Candles at the drive-in, you know, uh, last summer. Oh, okay. 16 Candles. Okay. All right. Now, Diafola, did you yourself go out for track and field at Mount Tahoma High School? And if so, did you run the mile? Nope, I didn't. Never did track and field. Oh, okay. Well, it might interest you that uh, the world record in the mile is currently 3 minutes and 43 seconds, and it is held from a man from Morocco, and his name is Hikman El Garouche. Wow. Thank you. Thanks for letting yes, me know. Three. <laughs> I will send you a video of it. Well, actually, you can go on uh, YouTube and watch his three his world record uh, mile run. Hikman El Garouche. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's kind of like your homework assignment. Okay. I will. Now I'm going to enjoy some Moroccan food while I'm doing it. Oh, that's very good. Now, is your favorite Moroccan food couscous? Eh, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm. I'm tr- I, I. I. I've been trying to lay off the carbs. So. I see. Do they have double cheeseburgers in in uh, Morocco? Double cheeseburgers. They got double cheeseburgers everywhere. Oh, all right. They even got a McDonald's in Yemen. They oh, they do. McDonald's in Yemen. Yeah, sure wow. do. Wow. All right. How do you pronounce the name McDonald's in Yemenese? McDonald's. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, McDonald's right. is just the name. Well, now, Diafula, seeing that your son has gone out for the drama club in high school, are you, is he also familiar, or did you introduce him to the uh, culture and legacy of Welcome Back, Cotter. Have you have you taken him on YouTube and shown well, him like Juan Epstein clips? Well, no, he didn't join the drama club. He just took the, he had uh, did a, a year of drama, and no, I, you know he. When I'm watching like Me TV, I love the old classics. You know Archie Bunker and. And 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 Jeffersons and Happy Days. He's not really too keen on those older shows, which I told him those are way better than the new shows today. I was actually upset they did a a remake of Texas Walker. How can you do a Texas Walker, you know, reboot? I just don't know. I refuse to watch it. Oh, that's not that's not good. Who would they play the part of this re- reboot? I mean, who's the main character now? I, I, you know what? I don't know, but that could be another homework for me to find out. I, I seen it was on last night, but I just, uh, you know, flipped through the channel. I was catching up. I love the show Mayans. That's probably the best show on TV right now. Oh, Mayans. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. On well, FX. On Daya- FX. Oh, FX. Okay. Diafula, you mentioned to Sign Guy earlier about Bruce Lee and Enter the Fifth. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, well, yeah, uh, he was. Um, he he was, uh, You mentioned earlier about uh, Bruce Lee and the movie Enter the Dragon. Did you know that Bruce Lee once turned down an X-rated movie called Enter the Fist? Are you being serious? Pretty serious, yes. I could be working. Oh, you, I though. never knew that. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I'm glad he didn't do oh, it. Okay. I wouldn't think Bruce Lee would do that. He might fist a couple nah, of yeah. girls, but but okay, yeah, yeah, he turned it down. Yes, okay, all right. Well, now, uh, Daya Fula, you told Sign Guy earlier that you were considering a run for mayor in Tacoma. Would your campaign manager have to have Juan Epstein-like qualities? Juan Epstein-like qualities, yes. No. No one's going to be named Epstein on my campaign uh, party. Oh, okay. No, no. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. No Epstein. Well, you know, matter of fact, maybe because I can keep the Epstein didn't kill itself alive to keep the sex trafficking problem alive, so they won't keep sweeping it under the rug. So maybe. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, Diafola, in a seminal moment on Welcome Back, Cotter, Freddie Boom Boom Washington was certain he was going to make the NBA. So he let his studies go to waste. He made it known to Mr. Cotter that he just assumed that he should get a passing grade every time. So Mr. Cotter challenged him to a one-on-one basketball game, and he actually scored some points against Washington. So Washington agreed that he would study more and put his NBA plans on hold. My question is, did you take your studies more serious than Freddie Boom Boom Washington when you were going to college? That's my question. Yeah, but I got a, a funny high, a junior high school story if you want to hear it real quick. Oh, yes, please do. Okay. Since you brought up study, so when, when I, was, I was eighth, seventh, or eighth grade, and – Me and this guy was such a wrestling fan. I told him I knew more wrestlers than him. So I had a notebook, and I I have named like 500 professional wrestlers from around the world. And I would sit there during class and do it in my English class. Miss Henrietta Orr, my favorite teacher in junior high, she she took took it from me, called my parents, and told them what I did, and then my parents grounded me from wrestling for a month and I was having withdrawals like I was an alcoholic or something. And I was so pissed off at my teacher. And then it's funny after that, um, uh, after, after that situation, you know, and I did my whole, you know, term of grounding, grounded from wrestling. Um, I remember I went to high school and then found out she had cancer and, but before I found out she had cancer, she had when I went to high school, she, she sent in the mail uh, some peaches, those folders, and it was with Junkyard Dog, Hulk Hogan, and the Iron Sheik. I'll never forget that. And then me and her became, like, close, me and another student, Henry Young. And I remember about a month after that, we found out, you know, she had cancer. And she was the neighbor to the rock group Crane's Right, one of the, the players. Uh, 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 guys in the band But yeah I remember that You know and uh, I saw her you know all the way up to the day she died But yeah I didn't take uh, My studies too serious In junior high school because of professional wrestling Wow now that's some pretty good yarn Yes A story yeah. wow uh-huh. Did her ever attend any of your matches Did she ever get to No she died Oh, I'm trying to remember when she died. I remember two days before she died, she had me and my friend Henry Young at the time. Uh, well, you know, uh, she, for some reason she took a liking to us, you know. And I remember, I don't remember if I was, I think I was out of high school then. I don't know if I graduated or not. And I might, I think so. I probably was probably 18 or 19, but Two days before she died, she had me come. We had, she came to our house. She cooked for us, and then two days later, she died. So yeah, I wasn't even. I was yeah. I, I wasn't even trained, you know. But she knew that's what I wanted to do. And she always told me to keep my dream alive. And I still wow. have the folders, okay. by the way, that she gave me when I was in junior high. 
uh, high school. Ooh. Well, if now if you could travel back in time and prevent her death, and she would, and she could somehow attend a wrestling match, uh, or at least in the past couple years, would you have taken uh, that opportunity to look out in the crowd, uh, stop what you were doing in the ring, approach her, and stab her with a fork? Uh, no, you know what? I'd probably grab the food out of her hand, eat it, and then uh, no, I'd probably give her the fork because I respect her so much. I'd let her fork me in my head. Oh, okay. All right. Grabbing the food out of out of the fan's hand, that's what Rolling Too Deep used to do, like Cadillac Callus. Rolling Too Deep. Yep. Well, no, okay. I did that uh, when I first wrestled in WCWC. Uh, grabbed the hot dog out of someone's hand, chewed it, stuck it in his head, put it on his head. Wow. Hey, that. see, now I myself yep, would I, consider that a badge of honor. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Except I would probably take I would if I were a wrestler and I do have one combat one uh retirement match left in me, I'd probably take the hot dog and dip it in uh liquid nitrogen and use well, it as a foreign object. That's what I do. Oh, that's a good yes. deal. Well, did you know shout out to Christopher Rizek? Uh, I was working a banana in the dressing room in, I think, Carvelis, Oregon or something, in WCWC. And Jeff Manning saw that. And the, he had me on Christopher Rizek Ideal Reflection on, on, on WCWC TV or whatever. Uh, during, his, during that segment, it was like a Piper's Pit segment. I wrestled a, a, a thing of hot dogs in the middle of the ring, and I won. Wow. You wrestled a hot dog? A bunch of them. Handicap match. And that's how, do, how do you think – do you think Sign Guy would have called this hot dog guy a full of debauchery match right down the middle? Would he have called it fairly? <laughs> oh, gosh. He might place his hot dog down the middle of the bun. Oh, I hear that. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Diafula, this morning a rare tornado warning was issued for the Washington coast. My question is, are you that. a big a fan of the of hurricane? Them. Oh, yes. A couple. I think near Hoquiam oh, and yeah, Aberdeen. Yeah, I was a big fan fan of the hurricane and still am. Oh, good. Okay. Well, the hurricane and tornadoes uh, kind of uh, go hand in hand. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Were you a big fan when he hid in the locker and the rock came into the dressing room and he opened up the locker and saw the hurricane in there and he closed up the locker and then he just got this look on his face did I just see what I saw? Were you a big fan of that moment? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Very good. All right. Well, Mr. Diafula, were you a big fan of Todd Rundgren and the rock group Naz and their hit song, Hello, It's Me? Uh... I don't know if I ever heard it. Oh, okay. Well, you have another homework assignment. Go on uh, YouTube and listen to their song, Hello, It's Me. It was featured in the uh, the sitcom That 70s Show on one of the last episodes. Hello, It's Me. Oh, uh, okay. Todd okay. Yeah. All right. I'll check it out. I only point that out because I know you're a huge fan of the uh, 70s show, and especially Red Foreman, Red Foreman, the father. How do you know that? 
what, because what makes you you, think that? one of your favorite lines was, I, I'm about to stick my boot up, up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Like when his son, Eric Foreman, would be kind of wise to him, he goes, hey, I'm reading yeah. a book. It's called, it's called In the Road to uh, Having a Boot Up Your Ass. Oh, I mean, On the Road. Yes, that's what he said at the dinner table. Oh, uh, okay. But mine would be pointed. It would be who? My boot would be pointed, though. Oh, wow, yes, right oh. with the curled toes. Ooh, boy. I want yes. to give a big shout-out to Chef. I got another good story. So after oh, okay. my divorce, after my divorce, my 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 shoes I had my my patented red and black or my black and red pointed shoe. Um, they were made got, they were made in Puerto Rico. Same guy that makes all a lot of the like canes and all those guys Abdullahs and so. Of course, you know, I got full custody of my son. That's the main thing. But I, I, I got none of my wrestling gear or nothing back. So it's been since 2011, 2010, right? And I thought I would never, ever find uh, my – ever see my boots again. So about a couple months ago, I get a text from Chef, you know, me and Mark Ferguson. He texts me, and he goes, does these boots look familiar? And I was like – and, you know, those boots were like 500 bucks, you know. I said, is there a little rip in the seam on the left boot? Yeah. And then he found one of my Yemeni knives I wore. And I was like, what the hell? And he came across it. He, it was at a, a buddy of them had a storage thing and called him up. You know, you know, I guess he uh, chef sells a lot of stuff on eBay and stuff. You know, he goes to like auctions and all that. And he came across. What's the chance of of him finding my boots? You know, and 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 after all these years, like what ten, eleven, uh, what you know, ten, you know, twelve years later, and he reunited me with my boots. I want to say thank you, chef. And then I, I took them to a a boot place and they polished them up and almost got them like new. Wow! Hey, that now did they replace the insoles in them? The insoles, because sometimes if boots just sit for uh, years, they can have a little bit of mold on the insoles. Mold. You know, no, they didn't. But the guy did such a good thing, and he repaired the the you know the rip in it. Um, the boots look almost brand new, but I probably get that replaced. I'm thinking about getting the soles replaced. But yeah, I had those boots. Yeah. Yeah, yep. After Abdullah the Butcher, you know, grandfathered his name to me, I decided to get some new boots, you know, and all that. And, and yep, but I got them. They're hanging on my wall. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I hope someday that uh, maybe when, you, when you're mayor of Tacoma, I could go into business with you someday and make a hybrid wrestling boot and track shoe. I think it'd go over a bit pretty big. That sounds good to me. Sounds oh, okay. Like to me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to turn it back over to Sign Guy. Good luck with your homework assignment in looking up Hickman El Garouche, mile record holder. You'll be astounded by his mile run record. Gotcha. Oh, okay. And while you're at it, you might look up Hello, It's Me by Todd Rundgren. Yes. I will. I'm making a note of it right now. Oh, very good. Okay. Back to you, son, guy. Thank you, QT. Well, we are near the end of the program today, so I want to give you ample time if there's anything you want to say to the Listeners, plug and promote anything and everything you want, social medias, merchandise, the podcast, any upcoming grudge match against Lance Dean, anything at all, floor okay. is all yours. Well, thank you. Well, first of all, when we did the word association, uh, I said toilet paper for Layla Lodge. And the reason I said that, I didn't say, 
didn't mean that she was the shits or anything like that. I said it because that whole incident, remember when Dash threw the toilet paper into the ring? I remember. Yes. What's that? I remember that, yeah. You remember that? Oh, okay, yeah. That's That first thing came to my mind. But, yes, uh, as soon as I'm healed up, uh, me and Chief, you know, we're looking to get some more tag team gold in a few places, making another run. Uh, Puerto Rico, El Baby, El Grand Baby. Uh, you know, I got some stuff I got to be finishing up with you soon. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to uh, my podcast, Lyrical Spit, and I do one every day called Daily Spit. It keeps me sane from going crazy, but I try to, uh, you know, say positive stuff and inspiring quotes for people. Um, I'm going to have actually a, another conspiracy show starting up with Kenny Roberts. And um, I'm going to have, uh, matter of fact, something you don't know, I'm, I'm getting ready to go back to school. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get my, uh, and this is, this is not a joke, I, I'm going to get my master's in hypnosis. Um, I'm going to have um, one of the greatest hypnosis guys around. He's a, he's a professor. He's teaching it right now, too, Ray uh, Zakowski. And, uh, uh, yeah, so um looks like in the spring, while my foot's healing up, I'm going to be uh, going back to college and uh, get my master's in hypnosis. And because eventually I want to get into public speaking and I want to help people, um, you know, to lose weight and, and, and stop smoking and not be into this, you know, power and hypnosis, power and words. Um, so that's one of my projects I'm working on. If I could uh, incorporate with wrestling, great. But um, what else I got to say? Lyricalspit.com, butcherspit.com for my merchandise. Um Shoot, what else, sign guy? Oh, another thing, too. I want to give a shout-out to my girl, Deborah Boston. Um, uh, one of my good friends, Pretty Boy Floyd Sturr, uh, professional wrestler. He wrestled in WCW back in the day, too. Um, his sister heard my uh, podcast, and she reached out to me, and she used to tour with B.B. King. She is the next best thing. So I'm in the works. Um, uh, we've been working with each other, and I'm um, trying to get her signed to a record deal, so I'm kind of getting in the music aspect and managing and stuff. Her name is the Billion Dollar Showgirl, Deborah Boston. Like I said, she played on tour B.B. King. Um, she's actually the real protege. She's the protege of B.B. King. Um She's like the the modern. She's the female version of Harry Styles and uh, uh, Lenny Kravitz, and she's the modern day Tina Turner. Look her up. The Billion Dollar Showgirl, Deborah Boston, on Spotify and on SoundCloud. All right. Well, I will definitely have to look her up, and I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us. Hopefully, you will heal up and I look forward to finding out what that surveillance footage of that hole reveals. Good thumbs up Lansing put that hole in the ground knowing you would oh. trip on it. I'll tell you right now. I'm because I'm the beast of the Middle East. The Yemeni maniac, the modern day sheik and a real American faithful about Butcher Debashi. Let me tell you something. If I find out anyone Stuck her neck out and dug the hole to stick my foot in it to do what I did, damage to my ankle. All hell's gonna break loose. Let me tell you something, brother. I'm telling you right now that I don't care if it's Coach Mike Jones, if it's Dean, or anybody. If if I find out before I'm healed, my brother Chief Atacula Kula, my world power brother, is gonna raise havoc on them. And I'm telling you, I'm not playing because. Because let me tell you why. Hashtag save our children. Hashtag don't be a Pelosi. 
and hashtag, well, forget the hashtag, because Epstein did not kill himself. I got to do another episode of Daily Spit because I'm starting to go crazy, fine guy. And I remember what you did with that, feeding me that pork. What's wrong with you? I had the shits for a week because of that. That's why I took the bottle and scraped your head. I'm getting flashbacks. I thought maybe you were a fan of it. I didn't know. Either way, son guy, I love you, brother. All right. Well, I hope you heal up. And if that footage shows a thumbs up, Lance Dean did put that hole there. I hope you take his thumb and you stick it somewhere very painful for him. Well, if I found out you dug the hole, sign guy, I'm going to take his thumb and shove it right up where the sun don't shine. I hear it doesn't shine in Lance Dean's ear. Well, I'm talking about you, the crack that God gave you. Wow. Well, you know, I didn't dig the hole, but... There were theories out there that it was a certain individual with a penchant for raising up his thumb. But what? thank you for being on the show again Why today. We appreciate it. And best of luck Why as you heal up. Come on the show? Be... Why did Lance Dean come on the show? I don't know. I don't know. He's probably in hiding. Sorry, brother. Oh, I if right, anyone sees him, if he's out fishing at a pond near you, tell him that the boss is on his trail. Because it'll be a little slow because he's got to heal his and ankle one last first. Thing. I'm looking for my Habibi's, uh, uh, my, 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 my camel Habibi. She's missing. I'm going to go out looking for her. And if I find out Dean has my camel too, someone's going to have a camel toe. Oh, wow. Well, hopefully it won't come to that. I think the camel rope match coming soon. Okay. I'm sharpening it. All right, well, fans, once things get up and running and he's back on tour, go buy yourself a ticket to see Diaful Debashi. Make sure you... Listen to his podcast, buy his T-shirts, coffee mugs. Hopefully he'll bring wrestling to the Middle East area of Yemen and possibly Ethiopia. And hopefully he'll find some Yemenian coffee that he can sell to the masses at gimmick tables everywhere. But we'll be back with you Sunday afternoon. This coming Sunday we have a wrestler out of the great state of Mississippi named War King. You're looking forward to having him. A week from today, Princess Victoria, the Turnbuckle Turmoil Hall of Fame member, along with her uh, author for her autobiography, John Cosper, will be with us. Make sure you're here to find out all about Princess Victoria's brand-new books, not even on the shelves yet. We'll get the scoop here. Go search out Debashi on the YouTubes. There's lots on there, and we'll talk to you soon.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.